Hello and welcome to Word Birds, a birds of a feather conversation amongst people who care about words. Today on the show, Katie Ryan O'Connor, she is the Vice President of Content at Okta, the identity management software company. Today we're talking about content creation across the business. It's not just a small team, it's everybody that writes. We're talking about TikTok for the enterprise. We're talking about how AI really impacts content creation in software businesses. Let's go ahead and sit back and get some insight from the flock. Hello, Katie. Welcome to the show. Hey, Chris. How are you? Fantastic. Just excited to be here. Thanks. Let's go ahead and jump right into this. Quick fire. I'm going to say a thing. Quick answer. Okay. Amazing content is? Amazing content is relevant to the people who you hope to consume it. Concise or descriptive? Why not both? Okay. Company with the best brand voice. Well, now I'm supposed to say my employer, <laughs> but we just launched uh, brand evolution. So we'll give it a little time to, to bake in there. Um, I'm going to go with an outlier here. And there is a teeny tiny brand called Baboon to the Moon. I and it have is... the orange um, 40 uh, quart, Do whatever you? it is, 40 liter. Yes. Yes. Backpack. Yeah, these, these are not attractive backpacks in any way. Um, but I happen to have consumed their content on TikTok and was blown away by the sophistication of their brand voice because they did something incredibly difficult very, very well, which is roasting their actual customers. Now, this is about as dangerous a prospect as one could ever attempt, right? Um, but it has the impact of building a really unique community. And by the time I had consumed two to three TikToks, I was like, surely I need a new backpack. I mean, talk about creating demand, right? Like we have it hard enough just capturing demand, like just doing good inbound marketing. Like these people are searching for our products and services and we can't even capture that. Like they're like, please tell me more about this thing that matters to your products and services. And that's hard enough. But to, to have me sitting here, I don't need a backpack. I honestly, I don't, I don't need a backpack, but you no, always no. need a backpack. Always and do I want a large, bulky one that looks like a Lego brick? <laughs> I don't know. It's you know? So it is different than I thought it was going to be, but I travel mm -hmm. with a full-size foam pillow rolled up like a backpack so that I can open it up okay. on the plane and sleep into it, and that, that's nice. why I bought it. It's perfect for that. Nice. Nice. Yes. Yeah, and, but I was just blown away. Thank by you to our sponsor, book. Baboon at the Moon. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, best piece of content advice? Oh, this is a tough one. There's so much good advice. Um, build a great team. Great and teams build great content. When I'm creating content, I always blank. Get really nervous. <laughs> when you're not nervous, you're probably not trying hard enough. <laughs> oh, that's, that's fun. All right, all right. So content is, I mean, Right now, we're talking in a world where content is everything. It's the water that, that mm -hmm. fuels the business. Yes. And I think that's interesting for somebody that sits in your role as a VP of content. Um, 
as marketers, we're already the target of everybody knows how to market. Yeah. Now, with content being everything in a business, everybody is a content creator. Do you feel that? Do you live with that in your business? Absolutely. In fact, I, I was thinking about this not not so not so long ago. So I've been with Octa, it'll be almost a year. And I think when you're in any new role for almost a year, you know, there's a time where you kind of reflect back and you're like, gosh, if only I knew what I knew now, I would do everything differently, or I would do most things differently, or at least I think that. And I just, there's so many amazing content creators within a company, and it doesn't even have to be a huge company. You may have, in, in enterprise SaaS, just as an example, you have your customer success managers, you have your salespeople, you have your product marketers, you have your brand marketers, there's all these roles. Um, there, some even have a not-for-profit within their uh, with, within their purview, and, and they're all creating these great stories. And so I really was reflecting that I could have come in with a singular content strategy just to focus on user-generated content within the company. How do we elevate the voices within a company to really tell the stories? Like, we do that for customers. Like, there isn't a customer marketer that, that you that you don't think is a great storyteller or doesn't have storytelling as a core part of their you know, customer marketing strategy. Our customers have amazing stories about business, about how they use our product, all of that kind of stuff. But you know, turning that lens inside your company and really understanding like who are these expert people you have and how do you elevate their voices, I think is the most underutilized asset in terms of content and content strategy that a company can have. So I would love to do that in the future is to just come in and just be like, actually, we're just going to use the people you have. Not And sorry for all the agency people out there, but you'll always have to use agencies. But I, I think that's a really underutilized resource. Well, it puts a different kind of focus on what you do as a content leader in the business because it's not, I mean, you're not just going out and organizing the agencies. You're not just running the, the 10 people that work in your content group. Right. You, you've got to get your arms around a lot of the, the business because everybody, a byproduct of what we do when we go to work is the creation of content that's used to fuel the business. So all of everybody kind of reports into you when it comes to the way that they communicate in writing. How do you how do you well, get your arms around I, that? I mean, I have not yet been successful. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Um, I did something really interesting. A lot of companies have like an org wiki or an org, you know, whether that's in Slack mm -hmm. or in a, a Confluence, they, they, they have just like everybody's titles. And I did a search for every single person within Okta that had content in their title, not title, job description. I did both actually. But for this illustration, I'll use job description. There was 180 people that had content specifically in a job description that they wrote. So they believe that that is a core part of their job, right? And I think a subset of that surprisingly had it in their actual title. My team's only, you know, you said a content team of 10. That is a very typical size content team, you yeah. know, in a company of our size. So imagine- So when you found that out, you immediately ran to your boss and was like, I need a raise. I have 180 people on my team. Exactly, I have 180 <laughs> direct reports. Yeah, but like, what would you do if you had 10X the resources, really? Um, and it's both opportunity and like everything else in life, it is a challenge. So for example, we were doing some content exploration the other day and we were like, oh, you know, this, this webinar is our most popular webinar and it's tied to this really popular white paper. And I really want to understand like, how were people discovering this organically? Because we were pretty dialed in on the 
paid side. So I wanted to see like, what are our optimizations in terms of organic? And so I just did what you do. I went to Google and I Googled company name. Um, I Googled a couple of keywords in case, you know, people were not associated with our brand yet. And, and this is not unique to, to my company, but it's every company everywhere. There were four different versions of the exact same webinar that were all indexed on Google, right? Because think about it. You had a team before a team before a team before a team that was creating that content and you don't, uh, you know, kind of wake up with really great uh, content rigor. You know, it's something that has to develop over time. So I think that there's huge opportunity in not only leveraging internal content resources, but an enormous challenge in wrestling that down so that you don't have four versions of the same webinar just out there on Google. It's, it, and it's happening to every company. I could go to any company um, right now, find your best webinar, Google some keywords associated with it, and I bet I could find different versions of it. A hundred percent. It's a thing that I actually care about a lot. Um, the idea of a singular piece of content for, for a thousand reasons. I mean, one, because people change things and it evolves over time and I don't really want that. But two, because how do you really know what content is most impactful if there's a thousand copies of it out there? And mm -hmm. the idea of with my content management system, my repository, does it have a player, like a viewer for content where content can live inside that viewer and be the one copy and I just send the viewer out? And so... I have the analytics tied to every use of a piece of content, internally, externally, with partners, with consumers, everywhere it's opened, everywhere it's viewed, I learned everything about it. It increases the overall value of that content. It also provides all kinds of business signals. There's so much to it. And we're nowhere near being in that world right now um, in my company, but God, that would be just so amazing to not have a thousand copies of the same thing floating around because it could be your most impactful asset, but you're actually pulling the yeah. analytics from the wrong version of it. The one, one that doesn't get touched. 1,000%, 1,000%. And I do believe, I could talk about this for days, the days where one piece of content in one channel can carry the day are over, right? There's not going to be that one blog post that rules them all. It is going no. to be the one concept or the one idea or the one theme and then it's going to be how do you aggregate all of those metrics back to the business you can say that it is the webinar plus the blog post plus the ebook plus the social collateral like we have to focus on creating an ebook that is chapters those chapters are blog posts those blog posts are 15 second 30 second social collateral and all of that stuff like we know now, how to do that, I think the challenge is then how do we report back to the business in a way that really articulates that wider vision? Because as content leaders, a lot of people are like, well, how did my blog post do? Well, that doesn't seem like a lot. Well, maybe blogs are like a bad investment. You know, so we have to be the people who really are the ones saying that it's not ever again going to be about that one thing, unless, you know, we somehow have a secret formula to become viral, right? But your virality is not a content strategy you know like right. if it was I'd be enormously rich right now <laughs> right if I could do that so I, I think it's like it, it, it's something that is just anybody in our position is going to be thinking a ton about like what is that for lack of a better word aggregated vision or aggregated 
outlook of content for sure. Absolutely. I mean, and mm -hmm. just to be fair, um, I do have a, I think I have a hundred views of my new TikTok video with the bold glamour filter. So no. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so the emotional journey that I have been on started with the teenage filter. Yeah, no, me too. Yeah. Oh I'm very God. trend. That, that, that actually, that was, Man, you just never know how good you have it till you it's gone, know. you know? I mean, and then I went into that bold glamour and uh, I could not recreate it for this. <laughs> but I was showing it to my kids and they're like, honestly, stop, stop, I've stop, never stop. thought of having my lips done, but I mean, maybe I need to build that in my plan. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I, I had a lot of uh, new plastic surgery thoughts after that filter. You fair, know, I was like, fair enough. Work. Yeah. Well, it's moving. Filters are moving very fast. So who mm -hmm. knows what's going to happen next week? Um, there's just a lot of movement on the filter front. Absolutely. <sighs> yes. I, Sorry, I could talk about TikTok forever. We actually launched our um, corporate TikTok channel. And it's. Did you really? Tell me about that. Oh, yeah. So um, I am a personal fan. I have, um, I was going to say three teenagers, but my oldest is now 21. So I guess I have two teenagers. Not a teenager. Um, so, you know, they, they consume TikTok for sure. Uh, I'm a fan and I really um, could see, you know, social media rolls up to me, which is like a pleasure and an honor in my new role. And you could really see how Facebook was declining as a channel to invest in that LinkedIn was by far and away where most people experience social content from an enterprise B2B SaaS company. No shocker there. Right. We started to look at how we could reinvest in Instagram because I've been really interested in their interface for content downloads. Um, I think that there's a really cool way that you can consume and download eBooks there. Um, we have not cracked that code by any means. And then, you know, our other investments, frankly, are YouTube and TikTok. Um, and I think TikTok probably has the best um, value from an employer branch perspective and really showing behind the scenes and what goes on. So we've been doing a lot of like, what is it like for a marketer to go to our flagship conference? How do we prepare for it? Um, uh, those translate really well. Um, and then we do some just like thought leadership too. There's actually a, a guy on TikTok that's not affiliated with our company that does an amazing explainer of like why you should care about identity. I'm like, why are we saying, you know, we should be telling that story. We're like the world's identity company, you know, um, shameless plug there. But so I think that there is an opportunity for thought leadership on TikTok because I see it. Um, I'm not the smartest content marketer in the book. I'm like, if I see it, somebody's doing it, we can probably do it. Um, but I think from an employer brand perspective, um, you can do so many amazing, cool things. And I've just loved every single one of the TikToks we've done. I yeah. think a lot of people in, in our world wonder about that. I mean, I, I spend most of my time on TikTok, TikTok um, rage scrolling through political topics. And um, so I don't really see work stuff uh, in general. And we have experimented with Instagram. Facebook's not really our target. We do a lot on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. um, but building, like you said, building the brand for the purposes of hiring. Um, telling, telling a story, moving into word talk, which does exist, yeah. um, because we're a linguistic company. 
Um, all of that makes sense to me. I just think that we all kind of just wonder how B2B software equates to the audience that's on TikTok, but you're, you're figuring that out. And I, I mean, that's the inspirational comment for me for this call is this is a thing that we can do because it, it seems to be working for you. Absolutely. And I think I always challenge myself to like not overthink something. One of the great beauties of digital content is you kind of get a scorecard, right? Mm. You can't like over index on it because just because something doesn't work once doesn't mean you should just stop, right? Because then we would just create content and never create again. It's a journey and it's iterative, but you do kind of get a scorecard. So we're looking at how many views something got, obviously. Um, we're also looking at how it performs on different platforms so that we can really cross pollinate. We had a great TikTok that performed very well on LinkedIn, which was awesome. Um, and then sometimes they fail on another platform because it's a completely different audience. So all of this is like, just like a lab. And I think when we empower our teams to think like, um, just think like they're, that they have room to test and to learn and grow. Um, I think they do amazing things. So I told my team, like, start the TikTok channel, see what works, see what doesn't. Um, and they've kind of run with it. And obviously you've created an identity management dance. <laughs> Not yet. No. Um, <laughs> no, but thank you for the wonderful idea. I, I feel like so that's much. a thing. Um, so you, you recently went through a rebrand. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit well, about a brand that. evolution, a brand okay. evolution. Mm -hmm. Brand evolution. Yes, 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 yes. I think that like a lot of successful companies. Um, so Octa's, uh, we just celebrated our fourteenth Octaversary. Um, very successful, um, but fourteen years is a long time, right? It's like you're a teenager. Like, who am I? What? right? Like the things you loved when you were eight or nine, you know, hopefully you continue on through your year, but your years, but I think you gain new identities um, and new areas of focus. We had a major acquisition with Auth0. So how do you bring that all together and articulate the vision for the next 14 years? And I've had the incredible pleasure of being um, next to the brand team uh, through through that entire evolution for the past, you know, almost 12 months. And it was an amazing education because content teams can live in so many different places within companies. I've been in comms, I've been in product marketing, I've been in brand, um, and there's, there's no one right way to do it. Um, but I will say that when you are closest to the creatives and to brand marketers, I think that it's just really exciting. Um, and I saw how much thought they gave to every single detail, like the kerning of the font of your, like, I didn't even know what kerning, like, am I using it correctly? I, I don't know, but, uh, you know, when I think about it as a content person, it just makes me think like the details really do matter. They really do. And we should be sweating the kerning of our sentences and the presentation and all that stuff and really getting back to, to the stuff that matters. Yeah, it's been great. And it was super well received internally, externally. We've got a brand new way to talk about our products. Um, and I think it's it's been amazing. How are you measuring the success of the internal adoption of the the evolved brand? 
evolved brand. Yeah. Um, so we, we're actually talking a lot about that. I think that one of the tools that I'm most excited about is, in, you know, going back to our UGC user generated content discussion earlier is what if we looked at every single person who worked in Okta as a brand ambassador, which we do, by the way, no secret there. Um, I think every company likes to say that, right? Like we've got, you know, 5,000 brand ambassadors, like go forth and well, if you don't really empower them or you don't give them the right tools, what, what people get paid for being brand ambassadors. It's a job. It is a thing, right? Um, and people, you know, have skills and strategies associated with that. So I think where we're uh, really focused now is like, are we giving them the right tools? So are they going through brand training? Is that brand training like really accessible? Do you have examples? Because it's one thing to say to a professional writer and editor, here is a new brand voice, right? Let's just say for sake of argument, you're like candid or clever. You may assume that they have some idea about what that means right. when it comes to the words on the page. But for somebody whose main job is to be a customer success manager or an account executive, they may be just as eager and in fact, just as capable, but they actually do not know how to do that. So right. really empowering them with the tools to do that. And then from a social media perspective, there's some great tools out there that are really helping you, um, you know, input social collateral so that people are using things that are on brand. So they're not going to their individual, like whether that's a Canva or something and kind of, you know, tapping into their inner graphic designer, which it may be wonderful. I'm not a graphic designer, but you do want them to have the right brand colors, you know, the, the right stuff. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for that. Fantastic. Last thing I'd like to touch on, provocative statement of the day. What do you got? What's provocative in your world? I've been waiting for this question. I like nothing more than to be provocative. Um, if you cannot, this is my provocative statement of the day. If you cannot look your CEO in the eye and say, we have a content machine that delivers business value and you're talking about AI, you are crazy and you should not be talking about AI. Ooh, interesting. Yes. Fantastic. Now explain a little bit about where you're going with that. I like that a lot. And I mean, I think in terms of content impact and what we're trying to do for the business, everything that we write has an outcome. Um, where are you headed with that? Just, I, I think that it's really easy to get caught up in like the shiny new thing syndrome, right? Like, absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. like, are there possibilities for AI? Like, absolutely. Will we A-B test email subject lines in a hurry using chat GPT? Like, probably. Probably. Am I gonna change my entire content strategy based on like, this new thing tomorrow, like that's bananas. Why would I don't, do that? Don't worry because your InfoSec team is gonna block it from the business anyway. So <laughs> right. give, give it a week, give it a right. week. I, I think it's like anything else in life, right? Like it, it, we have to stay, like I came up through journalism. So I, I know what it's like to see an industry not recognize the market forces around them or the major changes but journalism did not die right it changed and right. so i think you have to be like aware but not not really like swayed thoughtful I, I, because i i just think it'll take you down a road that ultimately all roads should 
converge into one place, which is like, can we put great content out that's relevant to the earlier point, that is interesting, that tells a great story to the people that we wanna consume it at scale? If you have not answered that fundamental question, all the AI in the world is actually not going to help you because you still haven't figured out like who you're writing for. And how exactly. would a machine be better at figuring that out than an actual person who could go talk to that person and say, hey, customer X, like, why did you buy our product? Right? And they'll be like, actually, yep. I Googled and, you know, your SEO is pretty good. Or more accurately, they'll be like, you know, I did all the research myself. I did not consult you in any way, shape or form. And then I went through your self-serve funnel and you're taking all the credit now for something that I did myself, <laughs> right? Like I didn't even use your marketing. How about that? That's how I found your product. Um, so I think as marketers, I think we have to be really humble that like, you know, we, we've still got a lot, there's plenty of work to be done. Uh, you know, we, we don't have to jump ahead to the shiny new thing. No, Unless, of course, I, we figured it all out, and then great. Well, we're not near that yet. I mean, it, it, this is there is a lot of shiny and new right now, and ninety percent of it is additive, but it's not the answer. And I think that's the really interesting thing is being able to use our humanity to figure out which pieces of this technology make the most sense in the business, um, because not all yeah. of it is going to make sense. Katie. Thank you very much for being on the show. I'm sure that people can probably find you on LinkedIn. That's probably the best way to find you if they want to continue this conversation. Absolutely, yes, I would love that. Thank you so much. I'm Katie Ryan O'Connor on LinkedIn. You can find me there. I'm probably not the only one, but I'm the one that works at Okta. Um, and I would love to connect with people, at least that I know of. I don't know, maybe. Um, there's definitely other Katie's. Um, which is awesome. We're, we're a good tribe. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much. These questions were amazing and I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Thrilled to have you on the show. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks. You too. Thanks for listening to Word Birds. Word Birds is hosted by Chris Willis, produced by Charlotte Baxter-Reed, and brought to you by Afrolinks. For more information on Afrolinks, visit www.afrolinks.com.